Welcome to the Paycheck to Profit podcast, where your host, Robert Johnson, connects with individuals using their spare moments, improving their lifestyle by converting their paychecks into profits. Yo, what's up? Thanks for joining the Paycheck to Profit podcast again. My name is Robert Johnson, your host, and today we're going to get the privilege to meet with my business partner, Jeff Devine. Jeff? Welcome to the gun show. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey. I mean the podcast, the podcast <laughs> show. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, uh, thank you, Robert. I'm super excited to be on the first call. Uh, this is an honor and a privilege to work with my favorite business partner. And I love that you're putting this podcast together. So thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for, yeah. for jumping on and being number one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, just as a reminder, before we get into the conversation, uh, for those listening, first episode, really the whole idea is that we're we're going to be talking to people that are in a W-2 or a contract job, something where they're just kind of trading time for money. And so we're really going to focus on um, what they're doing in their spare time to help kind of change that cycle so that they can create other streams of income and like, as the title suggests, turn that paycheck into a profit. So... I'm really excited today. We get to talk to Jeff and I won't share too much, but he's going to get be able to get into his experience, his job over the last 20 plus years. And then we'll kind of take it from there and kind of segue into what he's been doing recently and how we became partners. So cool. Jeff, why don't you take it off and kind of give us a rundown. What have you been doing for the last two decades? Uh, last two decades. So yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I, That doesn't I'm make you really... feel old, does it? Uh, you know, there's less air on top. <laughs> Um, uh, 20, 23 years ago, I started my first, uh, my chiropractic practice and I went in, into business for myself. I was a bartending through school and, uh, and doing all kinds of odd jobs, um, including lots of jobs around construction and, and different things. So, uh, got into chiropractic, went through school, um, came out and realized that I had to set up a structure and set up a formula and set up a business and, you know, get my LLC going, get everything going and really, really drive that business. So, um, you know, put it together and it, everything built on itself. And, you know, 23 great years later, um, here I am. I'm on the other end of that. I've sold the business and I became a W-2 employee of the owners of the business briefly. And I'm, uh, as of this call, I'm two days away from completing that uh, promise that I made to them when I sold the business. So I'm, I'm so close to freedom and I'm Hell looking, yeah. looking forward to everything that comes after this. So nice. um, yeah, just about there. That's awesome. Dude. Thanks. So, um, so when you went to college for, uh, being a chiropractor, did mm -hmm. they set you up at all for the business setup and like, or was that, <laughs> did you take classes for that at all? Or did you just kind of figure it out when you got out of yeah. school and you realized yeah. that you had to you know, put it all together. You and I have never even talked about this. This is, that was so unprompted, yeah. but it seems so scripted because that's exactly what we all talked about when we got out of school is that we really, we had a three month uh, class for business and it mm -hmm. told, it was everything from you know, LLCs to taxes to, um, you know, insurance billing and, and everything, uh, running your own business, managing employees, HR. And it was really uh, about two years worth of information that was all packed into three months. And at that point, it was the end of, a, you know, our you know 12th semester. 
And um, everyone was done at that point. So it was really hard to actually focus on it and really take it seriously. And and uh, a lot of us wish we would have uh, taken it more seriously because um, a lot, it's just trial by fire at that point. You jump out, you try to set up a system, you, you run around and find out who can teach you uh, how to get that system going. And uh, then you pay a lot of money to get people to help you do it. So. Yeah. yeah, interesting. No, we, did, I didn't, we didn't learn a whole lot about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, you know, and I didn't even think about it until you know right now when we're when we're talking about it. But with three months trying to get two years worth of it education, um, yeah. and people, you know, they they take lots of classes over those two years to 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 go out and be in the world and become a business owner. So, oh yeah, um, I'm sure you had to get resourceful. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, you. You probably paid a little too much for help from others that you know you could have done yourself or whatever. But you went through that process. It seemed to work out well for you because you went 23 years and now you have sold your business. So congratulations, you made that work. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I th I think we're like 80 employees later. You know, oof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 quite the quite the journey. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people come in and out of your lives when you have a big business, and so we we ran a pretty pretty large um, chiropractic healthcare business, um, collecting millions of dollars a year for many years, uh, really running it at a high high pace, and we were very systematized, uh, a lot of fun. But uh, man, that was that was a, a wild ride. So I'm very yeah. excited to be on this side of it. Yeah. So how many how many people do you see a day? Really, like what's a What's your low side and what's your high side? Like how many, how many people do you um, adjust? I, I've scaled back a little bit, and some some days I'll see as low as forty people, uh, but most days, <laughs> yeah, Dude. some days and uh, in, in many days I'll see fifty or sixty people, and so a lot of times those are those are patients I've seen for a long time. These are long, long uh, client relationships, and um, you know the adjustments are just a couple minutes, and we say hi, and they get what they came for, and um, but then there's all the new patients, the people that come in, they take an hour at a time and, uh, and that's really busy. And so, um, yeah, it's just trading time for money. Um, you and I have tried to meet many times when I was at work and I, I'm so pulled away and distracted and I'm in front of somebody every minute of the day while I'm there, including during my lunch. And so, uh, it's, it's a massive trading time for money. It's massively rewarding, you know, it's emotionally, financially, you know, to be a, a part of someone's healthcare journey and get them out of pain. But, um, but yeah, I just, I'm, I'm tapped at the end of the day. It's, it's, yeah. um, it's an expenditure that my resources are just done. So, um, yeah, can't really do a, a second job while I'm at the job. So my second job is <laughs> always after, after work. And so, yeah. yeah. And that, that wasn't super easy to fit into the schedule either, right? You have three kids and right. a lot of activities, sports and all sorts yep. of things. Like, you know, what, yep. like, how did you make it work over the last two years? I mean, so I, the last couple, yeah, yeah. The last <laughs> couple of years of us putting our business together, it's, it's been uh, a, a huge portion of, you know, seven to 10 uh, meetings with these on talking to you and uh, talking with other team members that we've put together and, um, and networking and, and everything else that we've done over the years. Uh, um, yeah, just, you know, you just find time for it because it's important and it's, it's where we want to go with this. So same thing with you, we made time for it and it was usually after the kids went to bed or yeah. you know, <laughs> try to sneak in a date night or something like that. So you know how it goes. 
yeah. A lot, a lot of people, on, <laughs> a lot of people watching this hopefully have that experience so that they can know, um, you know, that nothing. Anyone who makes it look easy is not telling you the entire, you know, the truth <laughs> or the full picture. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of behind the curtains that I think from the success that people see on Instagram or social media, this is a lot behind the scenes that people don't see. And you're right. Uh, it's, yeah. There's just so much depth there that um, it, it's, it's weird because there's so much time in the day when you think about mm -hmm. it and it's easy to say, but so hard to execute. So, you know, for us, you know, being consistent is really important and finding those times, like you said, after the kids go to bed, we know that that's important um, for us and our journey, what we're doing and what we're, what we're working on. Um, and I know, I know my goals, I kind of know yours, but like, what, what is the why? Like, why do you push yourself every day to do this versus just staying in your practice and, you know, collecting a retirement? Right. Um, well, you know, first of all, I'm in business for myself, so there's no retirement. There's no safety net. Um, I, I had the opportunity to sell my business. And so I was able to capitalize on 23 years of work, but at the same time, and, and that was wonderful. But at the same time, um, I've never felt poorer in my life when, when spigot turned off. And, um, and so it's, it's fun. It's nerve wracking. It's exciting all at the same time, but the why behind it, why, why would I give up something that was consistent and predictable and um, is that I was not having enough time with my family, not having enough time for myself. Um, when you work through lunch, you make poor decisions on how you eat. You make uh, your decisions on exercise aren't always as, as good. Um, you know, I used to play you know, up until very recently, three nights of soccer per week. And even then I was feeling more, more sore, more tired working through the day and, and, uh, you know, just everything kind of catches up and takes a toll. When you try to get the exercise and things you want, you have to kind of trade that for for a little bit of suffering. And um, I f really feel like there's a better way to do it. And um, I've seen a lot of successes in real estate, including some of mine. And I I want to emulate that and and really create more passive um, growth in my in my portfolio. So. Um, I decided that the best way to do that would be to separate myself from the business and really put a, you know, a full-time approach towards uh, generational wealth, you know, and, and, and trying to find something that I could really, really set aside and reserve for my children. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you mentioned that as a business owner, you didn't really have a retirement plan, right? Like you have <laughs> 401k though, right? Like sure. that's, that's something that you can do. Um, sure. How's that been? You know, like at a, what point did you think that, you know, 401k maybe didn't serve you to hit those goals that you need and kind of shift your mindset? Uh, 401k, there, there's always a way that we're going to get taxed on our growth. There's always a way that we're going to get uh, taxed on our success. And, um, you know, it, it serves as a decent vehicle for a lot of people. Uh, but there's, you know, Real estate has has so many more opportunities when you, when you can have a, a greater you know scale of deductions and you can um, you can have growth you know on on a 
you know, short-term profit and on an equity side, all three at the same time, that's when you really start to see your time, energy, and money multiply. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you noticed this probably like how long ago did you notice the, the idea of wanting to invest into real estate? I've had a couple of properties. We ha we've had a couple of rentals and it's, it's been great to have those. I have successes in my family with, with real estate and, um, and I almost went on a path, uh, right out of high school. And so had I mm. done that, I may have like circumvented a little bit of this and like kicking themselves for not over leveraging themselves, you know, in the you know 2015 to 2018 range. Um, I know a lot of people that say if I only would have got in and done more during that time, uh, but myself included, um, that's when we saw explosive growth. And I'm, I'm not sure to see that again or in the near future. But um, like you, it's, it's about trying to find out how do we how do we position ourselves for the next uh, opportunity that comes up there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So um, jumping over to um, kind of that switch from 401k mentality where you get taxed uh, a lot <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's really little ways to get out of that, out of that taxation. So mm -hmm. jumping from that to what you're doing now or what you did in the last couple of years where you, you made some passive investments as well. So not only did you okay. own some property, but you've made some passive investments into some bigger multifamily deals like apartment buildings, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the first, first opportunity I got into was it's 156 units in Missouri. And a lot of people, huh? yeah, I know it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And when I tell people that they're like, yeah, why would you want to manage that many people? And uh, the coolest thing is I did it through a syndication. I invested into a group that was running the project and then getting property managers to manage the people. So I'm twice removed from, from that portion of that situation. Um, oh, so, okay. So sorry, back up there really quick. So syndication, yeah. You've got the group of people um, that kind of come together, but like, how does that work with, uh, you said you were twice removed, like wh who does manage that property? Yeah, so uh, a group called the general partners will bring in, in a syndication, they'll bring in the limited partners, the, the money partners, the general partners will then manage the acquisition of a property. They'll manage the property managers who take care of the tenants. And then they'll manage the uh, investors, and they're in they're in the middle of this this entire piece, but they manage that life cycle of the property uh, and everything that happens within it. And so, um, I found a, a group that had a really awesome opportunity. We invested some money into that, and we just started seeing that money grow. Um, we get a deduction on our our K one, uh, which is um, part of our our tax statements. And uh, then we also are earning cash and earning a uh, a little bit of equity over time with that property. So um, just just a great way to jump into a property. And so that was my first first real uh, exposure to investments with with other syndication uh, companies. Wow! Wow! So yeah, you said. I mean, there was a lot there. So with syndication. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, you have uh, two sides of it. There's the general partner side and then limited partner, right? Right. Okay. So you're kind of on the limited partner side where you were just investing your money into it. So, right. and you were kind of fortunate enough that, um, and actually, I don't know if this was the way you did it or not, but did you use your business to invest or was it under your own personal funds? Uh, on the first one, I was just able to use uh, funds that we had kind of collected different different uh, cash values that we cashed out and moved money around to put into this first okay. investment. Yeah. Okay. So you group money together from different areas, your business we, we and pulled savings money together and things and like that. Holds, yeah. 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 Okay. Together. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's pretty cool too, is that you were able to just get the money together yourself in, a, in your own way and be able to put it to use. Mm -hmm. Um and then, okay, so getting back to it where, you know, we've got the limited partner. So you're the limited partner. You're just putting the capital in and then these uh, general partners are really managing the day-to-day. -day. And from my understanding, and, you know, we, we've been on the other side of this too. So, you know, just kind of explain like, what does that look like for a general partner? You kind of touched the surface earlier a little bit, yeah, but... Sure. Uh, but the work that they do, there's so much that goes into it where they're managing the property itself, but they're also managing the investors. So how does, like, what does that part look like? Cause that's, that's kind of what we're doing right now and what we're working towards is, yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, people think that people, that these groups just are, or that someone's able to just go out and buy an apartment complex, but even, even trying to find a deal is incredibly hard, especially in today's market. And so finding a property that's worth buying that, that has the potential for cash flow and everything else um, is the hardest part of this, this process. And then bringing investors in to actually pay for that, to, to kind of get behind the dream and the vision of a property um, being purchased, being you know taken from um, an underperforming property, bringing it back up, you know, maybe reciting the entire property, um, putting new, you know, new kitchens, new appliances, uh, renovating these properties, that takes a lot of capital. And so uh, one of the biggest uh, jobs that the general partners have is finding investors to put money into a, into a project. And um, that's, that's the investor relations team does a lot of that, that portion. Uh, and that's just one of the, the pieces of the general partnership. Um, uh, you and I have raised a little bit of money for another project. And we uh, got to see that firsthand. And so we've seen both the limited partner side and the general partner side and how those work uh, pretty intimately over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, been a ride for sure. You know, working on 100 plus units is uh, not something that I would have seen myself doing just a few years ago. And I'm sure you're probably the same way. Yeah, it seemed it seemed impossible, or that that was only banks or institutions that owned that that could even own a property like that. Just yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was the and, mind blow for me. Like, what? What do you mean <laughs> people are just buying apartment buildings like that? <laughs> These are small groups of real people, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and you know, I kind of, I guess, I kind of understood from some standpoint, like REITs are. Kind of, kind of like that, you know. But it's just yeah. a different scale. It's and it's uh, you don't actually get all the tax benefits though. So you're not sure. really like an ownership of the actual property or that 
company, but you just have shares in it. And so you have way less benefits from it. There's far less benefits. And if one property underperforms in that group, the entire value of that, of that uh, investment fluctuates with the performance of individual properties in that, in that package. So sure. yeah, REITs are a great way uh, when everything's going well. Um, but you're, like you're saying, there's, there's far less benefits of, of that style of investment. Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like a, a REIT is probably a good entry point for, for somebody that maybe can't invest into a syndication because the entry level for mm -hmm. syndication is, it varies, but for the most part, it's a little bit higher. So, yeah. you know, REIT might be a good option, or I think there's some, now there's some things coming out with, uh, some crowdfunding style sure. um, options where you can put in lower lower amounts to kind of kickstart your investing. Um, so I think that's a great option for people that are not in the position where where they can drop you know anywhere from ten to twenty five fifty grand because syndication mm -hmm. does kind of make it out of reach for the everyday person. Um, True, true. Yeah. When you're when you're putting in five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, we have to think about that. That's also going to generate a taxable moment. Right. And you may have to get a CPA involved to help you, you know, deal with that taxable moment or or something else. And so, you know, there's there's certainly a threshold that you want to try to get up over. But even yeah. at that even at that point, uh, the consistency of figuring out what your pl investment plan is and then sticking to it can pay off in the long run. So it can make any of that short term expenditure seem seem like a great decision in the long run. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so kind of get an idea of what syndication is. That's how you jumped in. And that's kind of how we met too, because, uh, you know, we went through, we met at a seminar a couple of years ago, almost two years ago. Right. And we both jumped in and we're learning about the multifamily, the apartment process, you know, and that's where we kind of, we both dove in and, and learned through all of this. And we're still learning, uh, you know, every day is a learning experience for all of this, but getting through an experience now and going into deals and helping and partnering with people um, through this two years, there's probably been a lot of good connections that you had made, I, I assume, right? Like what, what do you think you've gotten out of just, just changing your, um, your proximity to different types of people? And, and, you know, as you shifted from maybe more chiropractic to I'm now around more real estate investors and things like that, like, how has that changed your, your kind of mindset and, and lifestyle? <laughs> um, lifestyle, uh, I try not to change, uh, too much, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe someday. Um, but, but kind of mindset really, when you, when you put even, I guess, even lifestyle, everything comes off your mindset and they say you're only as successful as the, the five people you spend the most time with. Um, we've been, uh, you and I have hung out with some uber successful people. We've also, hit, uh, uh, been able to spend time with really motivated, successful entrepreneurs and, uh, to see, to see how they spend their time, uh, what they do in their day and, um, you know, and, and what they bring from that, uh, that's, that just lets you, you know, refocus what's important. And that's probably why we spend so many nights 
on calls or on trainings or 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 just absorbing as much information as we can after the kids go to bed or anything else. Um, that's kind of why we do that because we see what what potential is out there, and um, that's probably what I've gained the most uh, over these last couple of years of hanging out with these people has has given me. Yeah, even on just thinking through that, even on like social media. I know I've, I've gone through and changed, you know, how I interact with social media. And I don't know about this with you, but I cleared out a lot of people or accounts that I followed that were more like, you know, entertainment and comedy and things like that. And I really focused on who I was following and people like Tyler Devereaux, Pace Morby, Alex Ramosi, mm-hmm. and Milet. And mm-hmm. now my feed is if I am on there, I'm getting so much more content and that shit pushes me because I see that Pace Morby is up at 3.40 in the morning doing work and he's already gone to the gym or whatever, you know, and I'm just like, man, that fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You know, like. Absolutely. That's the work that has to get in. And, you know, everybody's got their own level and, you know, he's very driven and very focused Mm -hmm. on certain things and his lifestyle work, it works for that, for that. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought that was, uh, an interesting dynamic too, that beyond just the personal people that you have in your life, but also the social. What's kind of the, the... clutter in the background noise that's really uh, getting into your head. Yeah. In, in uh, chiropractic and probably other places, we talk about the mother, father, teacher, preacher concept is that you're getting uh, pre-programmed and reprogrammed uh, from the beginning and all day long from all the the repeat sayings that everyone says, and uh, you've probably heard it like I have, like, why are you getting into real estate? You know, you have, yeah. you have a good job. Just go be safe and steady, you know, hawk your money away, have a, have a financial manager uh, take care of all of it. And I, I don't have any problem with financial managers, but, um, but I know that I can go out there and, and take my money and produce more with it. You tapped on it earlier in the call. Um, you said, was that with money that I took out of my business or was that, you know, money that I had in other, other things and investments when I invested in my first, um, apartment complex and that, um, that's a great point is that you can, you can take money out of a business and you can get still pretty good interest rates. And if you can go and double that interest rate on your earnings on a property, um, you're, you're gaining money for borrowing money. And for for doing the same thing, yeah. of course, of course, there's risks with that. Be calculated, be safe, uh, make good decisions. There, there are certainly ways to accelerate your growth. And some of those uh, ordinary but extraordinary acting people that you're talking about earlier, the people that you listen to, are doing this with their money. Oh yeah, absolutely. In, in time. <laughs> yeah, that'll be another topic and episode. But going into different types of life insurance that. That's one that oh yeah I know I want to cover for people. I think that might have been I, for me. That was where I pulled from. So I started, you know, a life insurance policy and then put money into it, and mm-hmm. then was able to withdraw from it and and use that money. And so that's just another strategy that is is uh, available out there. And so yeah, yeah. Again, that's yeah. that's like a whole nother topic we don't need to get into today. But <laughs> well, I mean, since you brought it up, we do have a, a whole life policies on every member of my family, and we use some of that life insurance to purchase that first uh, real estate yeah, asset. There you go. <laughs> and um, borrow it at three percent, 
uh, earn 8% on it, gain equity and get a tax write off. I mean, that's, yep. that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's, that's real a good way to do right it. There, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, okay. So probably wrap it up in a, in a few minutes here, but I okay. wanted to ask if you had any advice for somebody in your position, um, you know, maybe they're a business owner or they're a chiropractor, like what advice do you have for them that could maybe circumvent some headaches that you had when you went through it? Oh, geez. I mean, have a, have a strong stomach and be patient. <laughs> you know, sometimes investing is not for the, uh, the faint of heart, um, projects go sideways. Uh, so what we've learned and, and the things that we've picked up over the last few years, and especially just, just in the current climate with raising interest rates and, uh, and property taxes going up, insurance rates going up, it's, it's really slowed down some distributions and in, in some of the deals I've invested in. And, uh, but that's okay because I know that they're good properties. They're good projects. The, the operators, um, if you vet your operators correctly, uh, the people running those, those, uh, projects that you can invest in, then, um, then maybe, you know, that they've gone through a couple of recessions or they've gone through a couple of different scenarios like this. And, um, I would say just careful investing and not being impulsive. Um, this isn't Bitcoin and we're not chasing, you know, <laughs> the, the newest sheep or the, uh, you know, Dogecoin uh, and Doge or any of those things. So, you know, and I've, been distracted by that stuff too, but, um, in my time, but, uh, really, really investments are about sticking to a plan, uh, finding out what your, your stomach for investments is, what your, your risk exposure can be, how much time do you have left to invest if some of your projects don't go well and, um, finding out what that plan is and then, and then, um, finding people that can help you execute that plan. Nice. Love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. One more question. Shoot. This is something I used to ask when back in the day, when I used to interview for positions at the grocery store, okay. <laughs> back when I could, I don't think HR would let me now, but, um, okay. but just to get a feel for the kind of vibe or what kind of person you are. So cake or, cake or pie. It's <laughs> God, that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> What is it? If, Shoot. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite comedy movie? Okay. Um, <laughs> favorite comedy movie. Wow. What's the one that you can come back to no matter what? Always laugh. Yeah. Pull you out of a bad mood. Yeah. I, if, you know, and we don't channel surf anymore, but you know how you used to channel surf <laughs> and you go buy a movie or something like that. If I ever got it, if I was ever cruising through there and Happy Gilmore was on, Oh, I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass that opportunity. I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we grew up with the Simpsons and, and, uh, you know, if, if the Simpsons movie were on or any of the Simpsons episodes, I'd probably stop there pretty quick. So, yeah. Um, nice. yeah, yeah. HR won't let us do that. What's, well, this world, what's this world coming to? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I, I, think um, all, I, I think all the <laughs> listeners want to know what your answer is there too. Um, my answer is, it's between, it's between two, Tommy okay. boy and dumb and dumber are always there. Okay. Nice. <laughs> um, nice. I lean more towards 
Tommy Boy, I think. Oh, yeah. I thought you were saying there was a chance. It's one in a million, dude. <laughs> one in a million. So right. really quick, uh, what I remember asking this question very vividly. I was with my assistant. We were talking to this kid outside uh, of the store. I asked him the question at the end of the interview, and he's dead face said, Empire Strikes Back. Promise. And I and I was just <laughs> like, I had no idea what to do. Uh -huh. Me and my assistant were like, okay, well, it was nice to meet you. <laughs> Little did he know that you own a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I appreciate the, the movie, but, you know, that one... <laughs> Like, pay attention uh, to the question, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That job of the hut is so funny. Nice. Anyway, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Yep. Thank you for coming on, being guest number one. And, yeah. uh, you know, excited for things moving forward for you. And, you know, and we didn't actually call it out, but, you know, you're going to be going on a little trip here, I think, to kind of celebrate the departure from your chiropractic office. So yep. hope you have a good time. Thank you. Your very family much. get to yeah. relax and disconnect for a little bit and then come back and we'll crush 24. Thanks for calling that out. Uh, we're going to have a great time in Tahiti and um, we're just going to get on an island, get away from everything and take our kids out to the, the middle of nowhere and just reconnect, reconnect as a family. And so we're super excited about that. And then awesome. tw 2024, we're hitting it hard. We're charging forward and I'm, I'm no longer gainfully employed. So. I look forward to talking to a lot of people that have heard this podcast. So thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff.